Hey, I'm Latasha, and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, actionable takeaways, and relatable overcoming stories from some of the bravest women I know. You will leave each episode with the tools to help you overcome what has been holding you back so you can become who you were always meant to be. As a single mom of two kids by the time I was 19, I went through a season where I struggled a lot financially, trying to make ends meet, trying to go to college, work, get to know who I was, grow up, be a mom that I did not expect to be. By the time I was 19, I had a lot of things going on. Underneath that, I had this insatiable hunger, this drive, this ambition to prove others wrong, to prove to others who doubted that I could do and be who they thought that I was not going to be. I developed this craving of accolades and people's approval over the years as, yes, I checked off my goals and yes, friends, I accomplished certain things that now thinking back, I'm like, wow, I don't even know how I did that because I remember struggling so much and I checked off goals and I accomplished, I finished my degree, I got married, I got the job that I desired, check, check, check. But underneath all of that, now looking back, I realized my motives were centered around not feeling like I was enough. I had allowed the wrong motives to fuel me to accomplish those goals that I had set. And it wasn't until I almost lost what mattered the most as I was climbing up the ladder and going up the rungs. I had become a public success and a private failure. My My private life was just a mess. I'd put these blinders on of achieving, overachieving, and being ambitious and having the wrong motives that I then eventually, when I almost lost my marriage, when I felt so disconnected from my kids, when I saw them crying and wanted me to be in their presence more, but I was so busy serving others and doing other things on the outside that I had to stop and do a deep check of my motives. Friends, see, I'm learning that my why matters more than my what. In other words, my motive matters. The reason for me doing something, it matters. But let's be honest, motives are, are they're kind of prickly, they're complicated, they're like a tangled web that most of us don't like to get into or like to talk about because it's complicated. I mean, think about it. If both right and wrong motives get us to the same place, they help us achieve the same goals, then why does it matter if our motives are right? And this is something that I you know, just wrestled with for the longest. Why, why is it wrong that we want to prove others wrong? Why is that a wrong motive? And those are great questions that I've thought about as well and one I've pondered on. See, I've learned that doing the right things for the wrong reasons is selfishness. We can say that we are servant leaders. We can say that we're doing the work of the Lord. We can say that we're humble. We can say that we are doing things to help others. But if our hearts are not in the right place, eventually our motives will show. Life will squeeze the true motive right out of us. See, Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, don't allow self-promotion to hide in our hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than ourselves. 
abandon every display of selfishness, possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of our own interest. See, if we don't intentionally take the time to check our motives at various intervals along the way in our journey, as I said, life's trials and challenges, whether we want it to or not, they will squeeze the true motive out of us and it will come to full light for not just us to see, but also for others. And this is what happened to me. I had a messy past. I was determined not to be labeled as such. I was not going to be a statistic. I was not going to become what others thought of me. Come hell or high water, I was going to check off every single last box, climb the ladder and achieve every goal set. There was no stopping me. It was go hard, go home. If you get in my way, you were going to get ran over. See, my wrong motives blinded me to my true purpose. They blinded me to what mattered most. They kept me chasing really what was already mine. They had me in this rat race to try to compete or gain something that I had already possessed in Christ Jesus. I was doing things so that I could be enough rather than doing things from a place of I'm already enough. And I want to say that again. I was doing things so that I could be enough rather than doing things from a place of, I'm already enough. In Christ, we are called. We are chosen. We are justified. We are qualified. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are loved. We are God's masterpiece, his poetry. Friends, we are enough in him. I now know that checking boxes, receiving accolades, and overachieving can very easily mask what ails on the inside of us. They will not cure us. They will not heal us. They will not fix what is broken within our hearts. It's impossible. It's a temporary fix. And if we are not careful, those unhealed broken roots within our hearts will bring us to a place we thought we wanted but really could not handle. Or they will require us to hustle, to strive, and struggle to maintain them on our own. See, selfish motives may bring us to a place, but they surely cannot sustain us. Our character, along with the grace of God, are the only things that can keep us. That new level, that new chapter, those new goals will come with challenges as well as blessings to get us to a place before our time, before our hearts are ready to handle it is not a blessing at all. I believe that seasons of waiting are God's way of preventing us from getting to a place all for everything to slip right out of our hands or for everything to come crashing down because our foundation wasn't strong enough. Proverbs, the 16th chapter in the second verse says, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. See, because God loves us, he examines our heart. Jeremiah 17 says he blesses us according to the intentions of our heart. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God allowed seasons of waiting and closed doors. No, it didn't feel good. I hated it and bitterness tried to creep in every once in a while when that happened. But it ended up working for my good in the end. And even though it did not feel good at the time, I am so appreciative that God allowed it. Then the question remains, how do we check our motives? How do we ensure that our motives are pure? How can we make sure that we are doing the right things for the right reason? 
Well, I have a couple of practical tips for you to help guide you in your reflection. Remember we said in this season, I want you to really dig in. I want you to get some accountability partners. I want you to listen to this episode alone, re-listen to it and listen to it again with other friends. And you all talk back and forth about these reflection questions. It is impossible for us to heal alone, grow alone, be who God has created us to be alone. We need to do that in community. So here are some practical steps. Number one, we can start by asking why. That's become my favorite question. Some of you may have heard of using the five whys to get to the root. We identify the problem, then ask ourselves why is it happening, and then keep asking why, 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 why. My podcast coach, Alana Dawson, likes to call it the seven-layer dip activity, right? So if you're looking at your goals for this year and you're thinking about what you want to focus on this year, maybe you're you know, reflecting on the job that you currently uh, are holding or different responsibilities that you are a part of, you said yes to, and you're reflecting on those, ask yourself why. Why have you chosen to do that? And then keep asking why to you get to the root. Number two, pray and ask God to show us our heart, our hidden motives. Psalms 139 verse 23 says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. This was David speaking. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. That's asking God. And when we ask him, he will show us indeed what our heart is. That might mean sometimes that he shows us uh, the ugliness and it might come and squeeze out a little bit and we might be a little shocked that it's there. But as you see that, what I'm learning is when I see those things come out of my heart and God allows me to see them through different situations and challenges and trials in my life, before I used to beat myself up so hard, Tosh, why did you react that way? Why did you say that? Why did you, you know, do that or go there? Why did you allow that to bother you? But now instead of beating myself up, I flip that around and I say, thank you, Lord, for showing me my heart. Thank you for showing me those parts of me that I've kind of packed down deep and ignored and bubbling those things up to the surface and allowing me to see the real me. The only way for us to deal with us and our true motives is if we allow God to bubble those things up within our heart. See, many of us have set goals or are getting ready to set goals for the new year. Opportunities might pop up. Doors may open throughout this year. Let's challenge ourselves to go slow. Let's not be quick to jump on everything, say yes to everything, put on additional hats, take on new opportunities before we check our motives. I want you to put your quiet time first. Moms, leaders, friends, time alone is not a luxury. It is a necessity and we have to start looking at it as such. Time alone does not necessarily mean a girl's weekend or time at a luxury spa, although all those things are nice. It all depends on what season of life we're in. It might look like getting up an extra 30 minutes before everyone else or getting away to ourselves after everyone has gone to bed. Whatever it may look like for you, do not abandon it. Go after that quiet time like your life depends on it because friends, because sis, it does. We cannot continue to serve from an empty cup but we have to learn to serve from the overflow. And the way we get our cup full is spending that time 
before the Lord, on our knees in prayer, reflecting, journaling, reading his word, that fills our cup up and it causes us to overflow. And then from that overflow, we can then serve others. Whatever it may look like, again, don't abandon it. Do not put it on the back burner. Do not put quiet time or see it as a luxury or feel guilty about it. Plug it into your calendar. We have all of these expensive phones and devices and apps. Plug it into your calendar. Tell your people, hey, this is mommy's time. This is my time. Friends, no, I can't get up with you right now. This is my time. Shut that phone off. Turn those notifications off and take that time to reflect, read, pray, journal, do the work in private. This is the hard work of heart work I'm talking about. And some of us may need therapy. And I've told you all about my my therapy journey. I am 100% for doing the work in therapy. And so it may be a combination of doing that quiet time, being in community with others who hold us accountable and check us and, and give us feedback when we need it, along with doing the work in therapy. All of that is gonna help us to check our motives and make sure that we're doing things for the right reasons. I know this is not easy work to do and looking at our motives again can be tangly. But as I promised, this season is going to push you. It's going to challenge you. And so I want you to take some time. Be super intentional about it. Be selfish about it. And I want you to go through and ask those whys. Be intentional about checking your motive. If you're feeling a little burnt out in an area, if you're feeling a little bitter in another area, if you're feeling like you've maybe overpromised, check your why. Make sure that your motives are pure. Make sure that you're not being driven with this insatiable hunger to prove your worth. Make sure that we're operating from an area of I'm already enough. Not that you're trying to prove that you're enough, but you're operating from the fact that God has already made you enough. And because he lives on the inside of us and he is more than enough, that makes us enough. Thank you for joining me this week, friends. Stay tuned for another episode of the Overcome to Become podcast. If you haven't already, please leave a rate and review in Apple Podcasts. This helps other women to find this message of hope. Thank you so much. See you next week.